Hi, this is Eric uh, from KISS, in case you don't know what band I'm in. That's the band. (laughs) All right, KISS Army. You wanted the best? You got the best. Now close your eyes. You're about to be podcasting. Welcome to our 51st episode. This month we're celebrating the legacy of Eric Carr with his brand new album, Unfinished Business. Eric Carr, Unfinished Business, the 20th anniversary commemorative CD. Available at music retailers everywhere and the official Eric Carr website, ericcarr.com. Hey, what's up? This is John Humphrey from Seether, and you're listening to the podcast and the Unfinished Business Eric Carr special. participating in the uh, new Eric Carr tribute CD, Unfinished Business, and I'm playing drums on a song called Eyes of Love. A few years ago, I contacted ericcarr.com, the Eric Carr family, through the website to tell them who I was, uh, that I was a drummer, touring the world, playing in a rock band, and how Eric had inspired me. Loretta, Eric's sister, asked me to write a short story for ericcar.com, and I did that, and she posted it, and we've sort of become friends, stayed in touch, kind of call each other back and forth. And then she contacted me about, I guess it would be now four or five months ago, to tell me about the tribute CD and that she'd really like to have me be a part of it and would I be interested. And my answer was immediate. I said, absolutely, what can I do? She sent me the tracks for Eyes of Love. For those of you who may or may not be familiar with the song Eyes of Love, it appeared on Rockology and actually was a demo intended for the album Hot in the Shade, I believe. I'm doing sort of a new updated version of it. Uh, I believe the drums were sort of a drum machine. I try to stay as true to Eric's drum part that he intended as possible and uh, added just a little bit of my own sort of signature style and flair, if you will. And I think the song turned out great. It was a lot of fun. Eric is singing all lead and background vocals on the track. So I had a lot of fun just in the studio myself, not only recording the drums, but to actually just kind of sit in the studio and I would solo up Eric's vocals and just listen to his singing. I think it turned out really good, and I'm very proud of it. 
just about the, the same time I became a KISS fan. When I joined the KISS Army, uh, it was just coming to a close, really, and Peter was leaving the band. So uh, I became a fan about 79, 80. Too young to go to any of the, the, the shows in the 70s in Oklahoma City. So I didn't get to really see the band in their heyday. So when I finally got to see the band, it was on uh, Creatures of the Night, uh, the 10th anniversary tour. You know, Kiss to me in the beginning was, uh, you know, naturally the original lineup I'm very partial to. But Eric was a big part of the band, well, and, and was in the band when I, you know, became a big fan. So uh, Eric Carr had a big, big part of, I don't know, big influence on me and, and becoming a drummer. And uh, it was just a, you know, a great guy. I really love Creatures of the Night. It's one of my favorite albums, all-time albums. And again, I, I got to see that tour, and uh, he was just phenomenal, and, and get to see the band there kind of in the end of their makeup era. just a great show and uh eric was great drummer powerful drummer excellent drummer live and uh and on records as well i don't know if many fans really realize how musical he was he not only played drums he played guitar he played bass he sang he was a songwriter as well and i think the unfinished business cd really showcases uh all of eric's talent and and the many uh, the many sides of eric carr as a touring musician do you meet a lot of fellow kiss fans and more importantly a lot of eric carr fans I've met a few along the way. Seether, I guess, uh, would be a different audience, you know. I, I've actually made a few friends and fans uh, that have found out about, uh, you know, how I'm a fan through either the podcast or uh, me online, interviews I've done. I've had some people come up to me and, like, I'm not a Seether fan. I'm a big Kiss fan. I heard you. Uh, heard you talking about how big a Kiss fan you are, so I thought I'd come out and check out your band, you know. So it's it's been interesting, and uh, maybe I've converted a few new fans to see there from uh, knowing me or, or finding out about my love for Kiss through the Internet. Did you ever think that you'd find yourself on an album playing along with Eric Carr? No. Gosh, no. It's, it's pretty surreal. Someone asked me, like, well, what, how do you feel being along with, you know, you know Bruce Kulick and, and uh, you know, these guys um, – That'll be appearing on the, you know, AJ Perro from Twisted Sister. It was another like childhood hero of mine. I was a big Twisted Sister fan when I was a kid. It's very surreal. I very much feel like the 12 year old kid who's just lucked out and just had a dream come true and able to, you know, be a part of this CD. What do you think about Loretta Caravello and her attempts to keep Eric Carr's legacy alive? Very important. Um, to, to keep Eric's memory alive and, and out there. He's a huge part of the band's history and a big part of the band. He was in the band for 11 years. He contributed a lot to, to that period. I know maybe the 80s kind of get a little bit of flack now for the era that it was, and it was more about image and, and substance. But he, he, he did, you know, he wrote a lot of great music. He contributed a lot to that era. He was an awesome drummer and musician. I think it's very important what Loretta is doing. And uh, if she is the one that has to kind of wave the flag to keep his um, his memory alive, then I think she should do it. And she's doing a great job of it. And, and I think the CD is, a, is another great uh, chapter in, in Eric's career. And uh, I think a lot of fans will, will really enjoy it. What would you like to say to the fans of Eric Carr? Thank you for keeping the memory of Eric Carr alive. You know, KISS fans are dedicated fans. And uh, when you're a KISS fan, you, when you become one, I mean, there's, uh, I guess there's there's no going back. Uh, you're a diehard. And if you're like me, you, you love all the eras of it, maybe some more than others. But uh, you definitely support all the members of KISS, former, past, present. And uh, Eric Carr was a huge part, uh, again, of that band and that band's history. say one thing to Eric Carr about how he influenced you as a musician or in, in any way just as a fan or what, what would you like to say to him? He was just a, a total inspiration to me 
you, you know, here's a guy who worked really hard, paid his dues, played in a lot of bands and clubs. He pursued his dreams and his dream came true. And he, you know, joined one of the biggest bands in rock and roll history. And he, he's left us a great legacy of music and video. And I, I would just say thank you for making it possible for me to dream, to become a drummer, to tour in a band, or to record, tour the world. That his his story and his perseverance uh, made it possible for me. And thank you for you know all the great music, all your hard work, and uh, your inspiration to me. Thanks, Eric. Thanks, John, and it's always great to have you on the show. Thank you for being part of the Eric Carr and Finish Business Podcast special. Here's a snippet of the late, great Bill O'Coin talking about Eric Carr. We went through about 70 drummers, and believe me, that was not a lot of fun. I mean, every once in a while you find a drummer that played very well but just didn't look like would fit into the group, or one that played well but had the personality that was a little over the top. So in Ankai, this went on and on and on, and finally we met Eric, Eric Carr. And uh, first of all, he was a charmer. I, I never knew Eric at a time when he wasn't trying to please everyone. And uh, we went through a couple of things, and, uh, you know, he's a possibility, and there was one or two other people, but we brought them back and it eventually became Eric and I think one of the reasons why was that Eric had that charm about him he was just a real sweetheart but he was also a great drummer and that's how it all began finally fans will get to hear Eric Carr's version of Shandy in a way that we've never heard it before joining us is someone who sang backup and helped make that track a reality who are you? And tell us a little bit about yourself. This is Marcia Jewell. I am a dance singer-songwriter. What I mean by dance is the dance genre. In 2007, I had a Billboard hit with Beautiful Day with Matt Derry. So it's more like electronica, that kind of a trance kind of thing? Or what are we looking at here? Yeah, electronic music um, includes a, a bunch of subgenres like trance and house and electro and I do all of the above, um, but I basically write my music in a pop structure. That probably helps a lot because you have to have a good foundation. And, you know, once you have that, you can do anything. You know what I mean? It's really true. And interestingly enough, I was, I learned how to write pop music from Jonathan Kane from the band Journey. And um, basically, Jonathan taught me how to write pop music, and I, I took it and rolled with it. Well, let me pick that <laughs> name up since you dropped it. Here you go. Listen to you dropping names. Listen to you dropping names. Um, <laughs> I thought your rock audience would appreciate that, that another 80s icon <laughs> trained me in pop. <laughs> very good, very good. So how did you become aware of this project? I have a really good friend, Tony Williams, who owns a company called Music Star Productions, and he's also my web designer, and he's friends with Loretta Carr, Eric's sister, and she was looking for a vocalist for Shandy, and he recommended me. You are not a KISS fan by nature. Um, well, you know, growing up, I, I liked their music, but I was totally terrified of their faces, of their makeup. My sister, Rachel, was a diehard fan, went to all their concerts. I did not. It's not that I didn't like them. I was just so scared of them. <laughs> what did you think of Shandy when you first heard it? It, it took me by surprise just because it was it's like a soft ballad. And um, I thought it was tender and very pretty. Between you and me and everyone listening, this song almost <laughs> always makes me cry. Oh, I'm yeah, serious. Yeah, it was. Um, oh, that's so sweet. It's very yeah, heartbreaking. Yeah, made me want to cry. I know. So have you heard the original version of Shandy by Kiss? I have, yeah. It was a really pretty pop song. A lot of people look at Kiss and they see that image and they think of them as the demons of rock or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that sometimes people ask if Kiss is a heavy metal band. And I'll often tell people Kiss is a pop band using the trappings of a rock band using the trappings of a heavy metal band. So they may right. look heavy metal. But sometimes they'll write something as popish as Shandy or something exactly. as heavy as Unholy. So it, it it crosses all over the place. These guys grew up listening to the Beatles. so And Eric right. Carter, and a very big Beatles fan. That's what really started to surprise me as I got older when I got over being afraid of their faces. 
mm-hmm. is that they really um, they wrote classically good pop songs. When you first heard Eric's version of Shandy, what what all was there? Did you just hear his voice, or was there music already, or at at, at what stage in the development was it? So when I received it, it there was instrumentation, so it was Eric Eric's vocals against instrumentation, and I just imported it into a Pro Tools session and listened to it a few times and started recording. Now you mentioned your sister's a Kiss fan. Did you when you told her that this was happening? I'm assuming <laughs> that you have. What what was her reaction? Oh yeah, freaked out. I'll Maybe bet. even a little jealous. Because you're going to be on an album that has not one but two members of Kiss on it. It's yeah, it's just unbelievable. Very exciting. My sister is thrilled. I'm thrilled. Very I'm cool. I'm really I'm just beyond excited. So what do you think of how this track turned out? I love it. It just it's um it's a fresh take and I love it. Was there anything that you learned about Eric while doing this? You know, I've gotten to know Eric's sister, Loretta, pretty well. And and from what I understand, Eric was really, really loved by his fans because he was a genuinely good, kind person. And, of course, he was a phenomenal drummer and performer and just loved. Is there anything you would like the listeners of this show to know? I would love it if if they would check me out on MarshaJewel.com. Mm-hmm. And it's... M-A-R-C-I-A-J-U-E-L-L dot com. I have a Rocktronica EP I, I co-wrote called Torque Twins and Marsha Jewel, and some of the, some of the fans might actually like to check it out. It's pretty quirky. Kind of, I mean, I hate to compare to other bands, but if, if I had to, this, um, this new EP is sort of like Evanescence meets Pendulum. Well, thank you for being part of the show, and thank you for being part of this project. Thank you so much, Ken. How you doing, everybody? This is Ted Poley of Danger Danger, and you are listening to the podcast. Keep rocking. Joining us on the line is Ted Poley of Danger Danger. And uh, Ted, tell us about how you became involved with Eric Carr's Unfinished Business and what track are you doing? Well, hi, and thanks for having me. Uh, the, the track is called Just Can't Wait. And uh, I, was in, I was asked by the, you know, his, his family, to, members of his family, to, to come on board with it. Um, it was an existing track. I believe it was an instrumental track um, that was actually... I don't even think we had the masters to work with. I believe it was a very rare track that may have been even a cassette master. I don't know what happened with that, but um, it was rewritten. Um, later on, some lyrics were added, and I was asked to come in and do the vocals. Um, I asked a friend of mine named Mike Ledesma to come in and do some background vocals with me, and I produced and arranged the vocals and sang the leads, and me and Mikey did the uh, did the backgrounds on it, and, uh, and it came out really neat. You know, it, I wish, of course, we could have started... From scratch, but of course that was impossible <laughs> under the circumstances, and I just hope um, that Eric would be proud of what we were able to do to finish the song. Um, you know, it, it, it was definitely uh, it was one of the more important things that I felt that I was doing, you know, because it was important to me to do a good job for Eric, so it wasn't that I was just sort of putting something out for myself or for the money. I, I really wanted to do a good job for Eric, and of course for the Kiss, the Kiss family of fans who have always been very cool to myself and to Danger Danger ever since we toured with Kiss, and uh, it's a great family to be associated with, and we, you know, we love Kiss, they were my favorite band, and obviously if you're listening, hopefully they're your favorite band, and uh, I just, uh, it was an important thing for me, so hopefully we pulled it off, and it was tough, like I say, working with older material, but um, I, I hope Eric would, would like what we did with it. When exactly did you tour with Kiss? Uh, we did the Revenge and the Hot in the Shade tours. Very so good. We did a few years, and we we were in the U.S. and we went to uh, to England and to Scotland with them, and it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Did you get to talk with Eric much during the Hunt and Shade tour? Um, Eric was probably um, I want to say the most accessible and nicest. Um, you know, I mean, Paul was great. You know, everybody's great in their own way, but I, I had a hard time speaking personally, <laughs> you know, to Paul or to Gene because they were such you, you know 
growing up, they were like, you know, gods to me. And Eric was was just such a nice, real person. And I, you know, see him, and you know, we didn't hang out every day, but when I did see him, it was, he was always friendly and he was always nice to me. And uh, you know, I, I, what can I say? He, uh, I, I miss him like everybody does, and uh, I'll remember him as maybe the most accessible and real person of, uh, you know, of a bunch of what is gods to me. <laughs> you know, kiss is kiss. My God, they're one of the biggest things ever to me, anyway. Well, Ted, we'd like to have you on the show again and, and have you talk in depth about your, your uh, love of KISS sometime. But since we are talking about Unfinished Business, what do you hope uh, Eric's fans take away from this track? First of all, um, it's just really neat to have something that, uh, you know, once again, finally did get finished, um, hopefully to Eric's you know satisfaction. But um, I just hope they enjoy the song. It's a melodic song. I added... Um, Tried to add some, you know, cool background vocals and sing it, and uh, tried to do justice to it. And I just hope they'll enjoy the song. It's a pretty catchy song, and uh, there's a lot of cool stuff on the CD. Some of it's newly recorded and sounds, you know, it's just it's it's all sorts of collectible stuff on there. And it's it's uh, it, it's been years in the making, and uh, I really hope people will enjoy it. Um, my small contribution uh, as well. As a fan, it's it's great to have a fellow fan involved in a project like this. I just want to tell you that. It, it means a lot to me. Well, thank you. And, uh, you know, once again, it's an honor to be involved, really. And the whole KISS family and you know, has been great. And uh, I think they're really going to enjoy this this Eric Carr. Um, it's, it's just the whole thing is a tribute to him. And, uh, you know, we all did it for our love, you know, for Eric. And uh, I hope that they'll listen with that love in mind. And um, that's it. Some of the things are more collectible than technically perfect, but it doesn't matter because... Um, it's a moment in time, and and uh, it's it's uh, it is what it is. I, I think it's great. I, I I personally can't wait to get my own copy. I'm still waiting for mine, so um, <laughs> I'm going to put it on as soon as I get it. But uh, I'm looking forward to it, and I hope everybody else will too. So what have you been up to lately? I'll tell you, you know, Danger Danger, I'm still in Danger Danger. We still play, we don't do that many, you know, too many gigs, maybe two, three, four high-profile gigs a year. Mm -hmm. So I have a lot of time off. So accidentally I built a, a great solo career around the world. I have a great solo band, and we've been playing festivals in the U.S. I've been um, as a solo artist um, to Australia and Peru and Brazil and uh just recently to Sweden and Norway, and it's just been a lot of fun. So, accidentally, my solo career <laughs> taking off as far as being a live performer. We do, uh, of course, a few favorites, you know, and uh, some of my other stuff from about, I've been on about 30 CDs, so um, there's plenty to choose from, and it's, it's been a lot of fun. So, um, it, it accidentally built a, a parallel career because of my time, you know, off from Danger Danger, which, uh, you know, I wish we played every night as Danger Danger, but unfortunately we don't, and I've got to keep rocking, so I do. <laughs> what was your last album you put out? I, I assume under Ted Poley, correct? Yep. It's like, thanks for mentioning. It actually was called Greatest Tits, and that you know, as in boobs. That <laughs> oh. was an idea I had when I was twelve years old, and maybe the best ideas are you know left for later in life. However, I always said if I ever do a Greatest Hits CD, um, I'm going to call it Greatest Tits, and I put um, you know the obvious cover on there, um, which I changed later on to a really good art cover. Except that nothing outsells boobs. That, that's right. Sorry, yeah. boobs cover is so outsold 10 to 1. However, it's a really great CD set. You can get it at tedpoly.com. I wish you would. I'll sign it for you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, it's it's about 30 songs of, uh, of some of my really cool non-Danger Danger stuff, my history throughout uh, my own career. And uh, it's actually a really great uh, CD set, and it's still selling very well. It's been out about a year now, and um, that's volume one. We'll hopefully get to volume two, and I'll put the Eric Carr song hopefully on volume two as well. So. You know, Johnny Carson, he used to flirt with that on air. Like, he'd always say, uh, new albums coming out are Dolly Parton's biggest hits. And he would, <laughs> he would say that, and, and you'd know what he was doing, but it was like really risque back then, you know what I mean? My idea was more stupid than risque, but actually it works well. It's <laughs> funny. It shows that I, you know, I, I, I take myself seriously enough with the music where I can take myself not that seriously with my album cover titles and things. I have fun with it because, I have to, you know, I'm paying for it, so I get to call it what I want, and that's 
thing about it. But if you listen to the music, you'll see that you know that's very, very serious. My musicians that I that help me out are always top, top class guys. And there's guest appearances from I mean, uh, just a lot of a lot of really known guys and great musicians on on that set. So pick up the CD. Well, we look forward to seeing you with either Danger Danger or yourself on the road. And uh, is there anything you have coming up? And please plug your website again. Well, thank you so much, and I look forward to seeing everybody. And I never stop, so um, please do come out. And uh, the website is tedpoley.com, or check out my new video. for uh, Just search Ted Poley, Breathe, um, which was a Michelle Branch song that I redid. That's on YouTube. And just, uh, yeah, please come out to a show. Check out my solo band or check out Danger Danger. It's a party. You'll have fun. And please do enjoy the Eric Carr CD, and I hope you like the song that we did. And tell them that you heard it on podcast. That's right, man. You wanted the best, and you got the best. Podcast. Oh, you just made my day. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Ted. I really appreciate it. And, uh, oh, you're we very will... nice. Thanks a lot. <laughs> All right, take it easy. All right, and, and, and we will set up a, a future show. Sure, I look forward to it. I appreciate your help. I really do. Thank you, because it's just me and you here, man. <laughs> All righty. Well, let's make it happen. Thanks. All right, thank, thank you. you so much. Bye. Bye. Yep. Hi, this is Loretta Caravello, and I'm Eric Carr's sister, and you're listening to Podkiss, and they're doing My Brother's Eric Carr Unfinished Business Special. Hope you're enjoying it. Hi, this is Loretta Caravello, and I'm Eric Carr's sister. Hello, everybody. I hope you're... um out there listening. Um, I'm with Ken Mills right now, KISS Podcast, and he's going to interview me. Is Very that right, good. Ken? I'm here. I am okay. here. To say this is a labor of love is an understatement. It took a very long time. I started it maybe six or seven years ago, and, and yeah, I kept putting it down, picking it up. We had to find material. Um, but I promised this to my brother. I mean, there was a song that he wrote called Elephant Man, and he wrote the lyrics, and and I guess I promised myself, too, that I would finish it for him. But it's it's done with love, and everybody on the CD it, it did it out of love. They really did. Knowing my brother, uh, admiration, like um, John John Humphrey idolized my brother. And he he just felt honored to be a part of it. So, yeah, it's a labor of love. What can fans of Eric Carr look forward to hearing on Unfinished Business? Well, you have uh, Just Can't Wait, which which was from Regology originally. It was just an instrumental, and it was really a fan favorite. But um, uh, Nick Clemente wrote some lyrics, which are really great, and Ted Poley does vocals, and the song is a knockout. It's really... Have you heard it yet, Ken? Have you heard these songs yet? Yes, I have. You have. So what do you think of it yourself? I'm going to interview you now. Very good. Very good. Ted Poley, of course, is from Danger Danger. Yes. And he's yeah. on this show as well. Oh, yeah, he's got a, a great voice, and, and I don't think anybody else could have sang it better than that. Uh, then you have Shandy, which we took my brother's original audition tape and just isolated the lyrics. And uh, there's some beautiful guitar work by Jaw Sedlak and Marsha Jewell and, and Benny Doro do background vocals. It's, it's, they, the rev, you know, reviews I'm getting, the kids love that song, and there's a lot of stuff. VO2 does uh, All Hell's Breaking Loose. <laughs> Never release Midnight Stranger, uh, Elephant Man.
Parallel for Love, which my brother wrote during Kiss. There's a lot of stuff. you got to get it. I'm not telling you any more than that. Okay. <laughs> which tracks took you most by surprise, would you say? Because you know, like, you heard them in their infancy from whether it was demos or something else. Was there anything that really stood out in your mind as something that like surprised you at the end of it? I would have to say probably Elephant Man. That came out really great, and it went through so many changes. I mean, you know, the, the different guitar players, different. Uh, it, it was it was original. You know, it was originally from scrap, so you only had the lyrics which my brother wrote, and so this was previewed as as a new song. It wasn't something that was a remake. Uh, and also, like I said, Shandy. It's like a really new twist on it, and and the kids are really liking it. And when I hear it, it's one of my favorite. This project pretty much could not have been done if it had been done prior to the Internet age. Would you say that that's uh, probably fair to say? Yeah, it was It was actually meant to be. I mean, you know, all these years that I was working on it and it was put down and, and you know, pieces weren't coming in and I'm, I'm saying, you know, God, this thing is taking forever. But I think there was a, a reason for that. Maybe my brother was watching because if, if it would have come out when I wanted it to, it probably wouldn't have gotten as far. It, it just would have reached certain people and that's it, because the Internet was very, you know, right in the middle, and there weren't all these iTunes and stuff. So it was meant to be there. Everything is meant to be. Do you have a particular favorite track? Yeah, yeah. Like I said to you four times already, Shandy. I'm very redundant, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shandy and Elephant Man. And I like them all. Oh, I, I, I do. I do. I mean, I have more favorites than others, but... I like them all. I like Troubles Inside You. I like the way Mitch Weissman does that. I think it's got a really catchy beat. Um, and the drum solo, I get chills when I hear it because I just think of my brother playing. And, and you know, now I'm reflecting back and I, I'm looking at it and saying, boy, you know, he really was good. You know, something you don't think of when, it, when he's alive. He's just like drumming. So. Plus he was just your brother. And he was just my brother. Yeah, I heard him since he was... Uh, 15 years old banging the drums and giving me a big headache so <laughs> you know, now I was older and he was giving me a headache So, but now you know when I'm looking at it and I have to do all this research and, and do stuff like go on you, you know, YouTube and everything and I'm saying wow he, he's, he really was phenomenal how have the pre-orders been? very good we, we sold out first thousand in like eight days um, and uh, Cargo Records is going to pick it up in Europe and, and uh the UK and, and everything's good. You got to remember, I did everything almost on just websites and the Kiss websites. We didn't, you know, expand over to to the rock. That's for somebody else to do. I'm I'm too tired now. I'm very tired, and and I think I did what I had to do, and I think it's gonna it's gonna have legs of its own now. Um, I'm there behind the scenes helping out, but I, I know it's it's gonna you know go on now by itself, just like Rockology did. We did two Eric Carr shows for the podcast. Did you get any good fan reaction from those? Uh, yeah. Yeah, the kids love you, Ken Mills. Really? They love your show. Yeah, they do. Everybody enjoys it. And, you know, they're always telling me, oh, yeah, yeah you got to be on Ken Mills. you got to be on Kiss Pod. And, of course, you give them a lot of stuff they want. You know, you're, you're number one with them. Well, thank you. Thank you you're for welcome. those kind words. Now you owe me a dollar. Okay. <laughs> What do you think Eric would think about all of this? I think he'd be happy. Yeah, I think he would. He probably would say to me, you did this? Nah, you didn't do this. You're only my sister. Now get out of here. Like he does <laughs> at the end of the tape. But uh, he he um, would be surprised. I mean, we were all musical, and he knew I was musical. I played, you know, instruments, and we all played. And, and I have a pretty good understanding of music, you know, through, throughout the project. I mean, I, I don't know the technical terms of things, but I sure do know when I don't like something or something doesn't sound right. And, um, you know, I think he'd be surprised at that, what, what some of the stu- stuff turned out to be from when it started. And, Loretta, I understand you have a special promotion for podcast listeners. Could you tell right. us a little bit about it? Yes. What we're going to do is there's going to be a um, contest, and it's going to be an interactive contest where you can win a gold record award, um, pasty similar then the record award is to my brother so it's awesome it's it's RA certified and what it's going to be is it's going to be a lot of different artists that knew my brother via YouTube they're going to actually ask you a question 
they're going to be asking the fans, and the fans are going to have to look at the trailer, the original trailer, which will follow, answer the questions, and submit them, and they will be in, entered into the contest. Now, if you mention that you heard it on podcast, <laughs> what do you? Huh? Po- podcast. Oh, it, gee, I thought I was talking to Joe's uh, pharmacy. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, but, uh, no, if, if, if you mention it, then uh, we will put you in without even having to answer the questions. But it's wow. fun to answer the questions anyway. But, you know, you, you have an advantage. You don't even have to go and answer them. Just visit, visit w, uh, you know, ericar.com and submit them. But this will be announced, and Ken's going to announce it on his website when it's going to be so that everybody will know. Right, Ken? Definitely. Okay. And, and we will scout it around the message boards and Facebook, and it will be everywhere. Okay, cool. That would be nice. It's going to well, be a lot of fun, and that's, that's what it's all about. Is there anything you'd like to say in closing to the fans? Well, I just want to thank everybody for keeping my brother's memory alive. That's, you know, I wouldn't be here. He wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you, and that's what it's all about. And Keep it up. Visit us at ericard.com. You ever want to, you know, email me a question, you want to, you know, tell me off, tell me to jump off a bridge, go right ahead. I won't answer, but you can go visit me there. And uh, keep listening to Ken and... What's this I'm, I'm on again? Podkist. Oh, Podkist. Okay. Oh, gee. He's <laughs> Podkist because uh, he, he, he's number one with everything. Really a great show. Well, thank and you thank so you much. All. Loretta, this project came together with the help of a lot of special people. Are there any people you'd like to thank or any people you'd like to mention? Well, I'm going to mention everybody. John Humphrey, Marsh Jewell, Bruce Kulick. Ted Poli. Oh, did I forget? Yeah, ZO2, Key Marsala, and Ted Poli. Yeah, I said him twice, so there must have been two of them. Okay, but but most AJ. of all, um, Beth Jordan. And Beth Jordan, somebody I met a few years ago, maybe five or six years ago, actually, and she works for Amplified Radio, and she's fabulous. Without her, I couldn't have did this. I'm telling you, I could not have done it. She put things together. She mixed. She's, she's awesome, and, and she's always laughing. That's what I like about her. She's always laughing, and, and that kind of pulls me through, too. We should also thank um, Necronomicon. Wow. That's a, that's, I call him Joffrey. Well, go ahead. and say, say both. Hey, Joffrey, you're the best video guy I ever saw, and thanks for helping me, and, and you continue to help, and thank you. As a matter of fact, we're using a clip of his in this broadcast. He's, he's fabulous. He's great at editing. He's great at what he does. Yes, he is, and he's, he's like, you know, puts up with me, basically, so... <laughs> that's pretty cool that's not a hard thing to do we all love you nah. you sure it wasn't I thought it was nymphomaniac you know I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce it so I've been told I, his name is Joffrey Loretta are there any special things coming up that fans of Eric Carr can look forward to well yeah we got a lot lot plans um, we're going to put it on iTunes and it's going to be a, a bonus a limited edition where you're going to have bonus track a demo. Uh, there's also going to be another song performed by an artist to be announced, and we're going to have a, a downloadable booklet. And in the booklet, I'm going to put some shots in there that my brother took that were never, ever, ever released. Uh, a lot of them with the band, and they're a lot of fun. And you're going to have bios of the artists, and there's going to be other stuff. So it's going to be very cool. Uh, also in the works is possibly a re-release of uh, Rockology on vinyl this time. Limited numbered edition and possibly unfinished business. So, you know, let, let uh, Ken know how you feel about things like that because we love all your feedback. And if there's something else you'd like to see, you know, tell Ken. Don't tell me. Tell him. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, we'll make sure it gets back to you. Okay. Thank you. Well, thank you for being uh, part of the Eric Carr Unfinished Business podcast special. Well, thank you for, for having us, and you're always there to help us, and that's that's really nice. You make us feel like his family, so it's great. We are now joined by a very special lady, Beth Jordan, from her program Amplified and uh, her work in Eric Carr fandom. Hi, Beth. Hi there. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you're involved with this project? Well, um, I work in radio. Um, I have a, an all-request 80s hard rock show called Amplified. It, it's a podcast, just like you guys. And um, basically, I feature 80s metal, 
all by request. Um, I also play some of the newer metal bands now, too, because they're influenced by 80s metal bands. Mm-hmm. And um, Kiss is, of course, one of the big bands that I play. I became involved with Loretta and EricCar.com because I'm a Kiss fan. As a matter of fact, I always say that I'm an Eric Carr fan first, Kiss fan by default. Okay. Because it was Eric, Eric Carr's presence in the band that made me become a fan. If he was never in the band, I don't know if I would have been such a big Kiss fan. I really don't. But during my show one year, I did a tribute to Eric, and I sent Loretta the cassette. This was back in probably 97 or 98, mm-hmm. and Loretta got in contact with me, and we've become friends. We, you know, we've been friendly ever since, and uh, about five or about five years ago, uh, Loretta contacted me, and she emailed me. We emailed back and forth a lot. She emailed me, and she said, I found some new stuff that I didn't know existed. I'd like to talk to you about it. So I said, all right. So, you know, we chatted on the phone a couple of times. And the more we talked about it, the more we were like, hey, we could probably do something with this. That's how Unfinished Business began. What was your involvement on a production level? And aside from being the production assistant or the assistant producer, however you want to word it, mm-hmm. um, I also I was also the mix engineer and the mastering engineer for a couple of the tracks. Um, the two tracks I worked on personally were Midnight Stranger, the uh, track that features Mark St. John, and the drum solo montage called Through the Years. That one I put together, I compiled, put together, mixed it, did the final mix for it. Can you talk a little bit more about uh, the track with Mark St. John, Midnight Stranger? That one came to us on a, it was either a cassette or a dat tape, I can't remember which now, but it wasn't in the best condition, you know, it was probably it it had been through the ringer um so that one required some extra production in the pro tools to kind of clean it up a little bit because we weren't even sure we were going to be able to use it mm-hmm. um at the time when we got it mark st john was still alive he was the one that actually found it and sent it to us and originally our plan and his plan was to record a new lead to go with the song and we, that was going to be how we finished that song up for Unfinished Business. Unfortunately, Mark died before he ever had the chance to do any of that. So in memorial to him, we decided to leave the track as is and not do anything else to it because originally we were going to have more stuff added to it, but without Mark, we didn't feel it was right to go to somebody else to have it done. You know, So we just kind of left it the way it was. Well, let's check out a little bit of that right now. That's a very cool sounding track. What can fans yeah. look forward to? Oh, uh, we got all kinds of stuff. You got Eric telling the story about his um, how he felt when he was first told that he was going to be able to sing a song on the album. There's um, another track of Bill Coin talking about his audition. Just a lot of great stuff. People should really check it out because some of those tracks probably have never been heard. Yeah, like for example, mentioning Mark St. John, Eric talks about Mark St. John as well. We also mm-hmm. have Eric Carr at his beatly best <laughs> with uh, track 17, I Cry at Night. What can you tell us about that? That one was one of the first songs that was recorded by Eric because The Cellar Moon was one of Eric's first bands. Mm-hmm. And uh, they recorded that track. I believe Loretta said that was recorded in their basement. And uh, that one has been floating around in the bootleg, you know, community from the bootleggers for a while and the bootleg community for a while. But um, we finally decided, you know what, this should really people there might be people out there who haven't heard it. And, yeah, because you know, a lot of people newer. aren't necessarily bootleg collectors, but, you know, not, not even that. We've got a lot of newer and younger fans that I'm talking to every day mm. on Eric's Facebook and Twitter page. And a lot of them. A lot of them were just recently introduced to Eric, maybe a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. And, but they're huge Eric Carr fans. 
So we figured, you know what? Let's do something with this because this is special. This is, I mean, this is one of those kind of like the, the beginning of the montage where you hear his very first drum solo that he recorded. Mm-hmm. That was one of the very first songs that they recorded. Uh, what can you tell us about ZO2 and their involvement with All Hell's Breaking Loose? A lot of that was Loretta because she lives right near all of them. So she <laughs> was the one that really set up a lot of that. Um, I know that they're big, huge Kiss fans. And mm-hmm. Joey Casada, the drummer, especially, is a huge Eric Carr fan. He was very heavily influenced by them, especially Eric. And I don't know how they decided on All Hell's Breaking Loose, but, I mean, it really fits them and their style. I was so happy to hear how that song came out because I honestly didn't know what to expect when I found out they were going to do the song. But I was like, all right, we'll give them a chance and see what they, see what they sound like. And I was very pleasantly surprised. Yeah, every once in a while it sounds like you're listening to the actual track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which and, that's, and that's, that's a pretty, you know, that's, that's, a, that's no easy thing to do. It was, it was a very smart choice of, the, of theirs to choose that song as opposed to something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, what can you tell us about Elephant Man? We know that A.J. Perros from Twisted Sisters drumming on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what can you tell us about that track? That is a very special track because that, when we first got Elephant Man, Elephant Man was nothing more than a set of lyrics. It was a set of lyrics that Eric wrote while he was in the hospital when he was sick. And it was the last thing he ever wrote. That's what makes it so special. This was one of the one of the songs that Loretta discovered on that initial phone call, she was like, you wouldn't believe what I found. So when we decided we were going to do something where they were like, well, we could just print the lyrics and leave it at that. But then the idea of unfinished business came out where we would have Eric's friends and family and fans come in and help us finish his track. So it was a perfect opportunity to have a band put together the music for a song that never existed. That was very hard because, you know, with these other songs that were remixed, they had an original to go by. Mm-hmm. But with Elephant Man, there was no music. We have no idea what Eric's intention for that song was, what he heard in his head, how he wanted it to sound. We just had to go with our instinct and say, yeah, this is how he would have liked it. But it's a very special song just because it was the last set of lyrics that he ever wrote. He never had the chance to write the music for it. And um, it also features, in addition to AJ, it's also got Key Marcella from Europe. Mm-hmm. And his Eric's sister Maria and his niece Sarah Jean sing the background vocals. Very cool. And, and of course, when you say Key Marcello of Europe, for those that may not be in the know, we're not ta- we're not talking about the continent. We're talking about the band Europe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Do you have a favorite track on the album that we haven't addressed? Um, one of my favorites has always been Just Can't Wait. It was one of the first songs that we actually finished for the album. It was one of the first tracks that we got back. And that one features Ted Poley. And um, it's just always been one of my favorites. It's very catchy. And it's a completely different song now that it's got lyrics. Yeah, it's it's actually a very cool track. As a fellow podcaster, do you find that you're able to reach out to Eric's fans and uh, maybe put the word out there more than like if you were at like at a regular radio station. Yeah, because with podcasting you're all over the internet. You're not you're not confined to one city or, you know, a handful of cities. Uh, you know, unless you're a syndicated jock like Eddie Trunk, mm-hmm. chances are you're only going to reach a handful of people and that's going to be it. With with a podcast, people have to know you're there. You know, <laughs> they have to know how to find you, but once they do know how to find you, you can reach a vast audience. I've got listeners in Germany and England, mm-hmm. you know, I've, you know, from all over the country, I, I get requests from people in California, people in Iowa, people in New York and people right down the street from me. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Plus it helps that I, uh, run the social sites for ericard.com. Mm-hmm. You know, I meet a lot of kiss fans that way. So I'm able to promote what I do on the show in Eric's memory. Um, directly to the fans. Well, maybe we'll have to do a team up. You can be on our show and we'll be on yours. And it'll be a, that would a sound awesome. two worlds colliding, the podcast. <laughs> that would be awesome. I think we should do that because we reach people all around the world too. So hello, yeah. everybody around the world. So um, <laughs> what is the one thing that you hope that fans take away from Eric Carr's Unfinished Business? Um. The love that was put into the album, you know, some of the tracks are very rough sounding, you know, 
when you listen to a CD that's produced today, is very refined, very studio sounding. And some of the tracks on the album do not sound like they were recorded in a studio because they weren't. They're 20 year old demos that, you know, they were just demos. They weren't recorded for quality. They were recorded for reference. So, you know, with that in mind, I hope people that remember that this album was done with love. And while it may not sound like a typical studio recorded album, it was done with the best intentions. You know, everybody on the album is affected by Eric one way or another directly, whether they're his family, like uh, his sister, Sarah Jean, uh, doing the background vocals on Elephant Man, his friends like AJ and Ted Poley or fans that did something with the music because of Eric's influence, like the guys from ZO2 or Johnny from Seether, you know, and it was just a concept of love. We all got together. We all wanted to do this in Eric's memory, not for money, not for anything other than that. And I just hope that the fans remember that when they hear it. I think they definitely will. Well, thank you for being part of our Eric Carr Unfinished Business Podcast special. And uh, we would love to have you on again. Thank you. And everyone go out and pick it up, right? Exactly. Go pick it up, enjoy it, and share it with your friends. Let them know it's out there. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Make sure to visit Eric on on the social sites. You could follow us on Facebook. He has an official Twitter page. It's uh, Eric Carr and in parentheses official. And we're also on Twitter at Eric Carr underscore the Fox. Very good. Well, thank you so much for being part of the podcast special. Thank you so much. Eric Carr, Unfinished Business, the 20th anniversary commemorative CD. Available at music retailers everywhere and the official Eric Carr website, ericcarr.com. And that is our show. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to check us out on the web at www.podcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook and on iTunes. If you'd like to contact the podcast, please drop us a line at podcast at gmail.com. Big thanks to Julian and everyone at kissfaq.com. They've got great information there and a terrific message board, too. Thanks also to Keith LaRue and everyone else at Kiss Online for their great work representing the hottest band in the land. And as always, a big thanks to Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, Ace Fraley, Peter Chris, Vinnie Vincent, Bruce Kulick, Eric Singer, Tommy Thayer, and the memory of the late great Eric Carr, and the late great Mark St. John. You are KISS, and we are your army. Podcast is created by the KISS Army for the KISS Army, and it is available for free as an internet download. If you like what you hear on our show, go buy it and support the people who made it. Podcast is not affiliated with KISS or any of its members past or present. On behalf of myself, Ken, and the whole rest of the Podkiss crew, thank you for listening to Podkiss, the KISS fanzine for your ears. Okay, handsome Ken. Oh, I love you already. <laughs> oh All my right, God. I'll call you back. Thank you. Bye. Right, bye.